Welcome, everyone, to Take the Lead. I am your host, William Kliske. And I am John O'Halloran. So, John. Yes. We're in the World Series. Yes. Um, MLB execs, execs took a vote on who the best player in the league is. Yep. So, I'm going to ask you. Mike Trout or Mookie Betts? I'm taking Mookie Betts. And why? Just what is he able to accomplish so far in his career, the way he's been playing the World Series. About to be a two-time World Series champion. Probably going to be a World Series MVP. He's already won the AL MVP. I know Mike Trout's already won about two or three. But just I'd I, I just rather take Mookie at this point. Ready for this? Every executive lauded bets for his incredible talent. And while each of them would be happy to have the Dodgers superstar patrolling right field for their club, the results were nearly unanimous. Every executive except one chose Trout. And the other one called it a draw. I'm just taking Mookie. Trout is the most consistent, best player on the planet, one American League executive said. He could retire before age 30, and you'd have a strong argument that he is a Hall of Famer. I'm not sure many guys not named Ruth or Cobb fit into that category. Mookie is playing really well right now. I'm still taking Trout. I got to take Mookie. I mean, <laughs> he's already been to the playoffs, I think, every year since 2016. Uh, Trout's only been in the playoffs once in his career. Yeah, uh, a National League executive didn't compare Trout to Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, or anybody else. He put the Angels superstar in a class of his own. He's the greatest player in the history of baseball, the NL executive <coughs> said. Mookie is getting a lot of deser- deserved attention right now, but Trout is the literally the best player ever. <laughs> he is, but I, mean, I, I got to take my boy Mookie. No disrespect to Trout. I love Trout. Fantastic talent, but... You got to take Mookie. A second NL executive chose Trout, but not before trying to stack his make-believe outfield. Can I have both, he said. (laughs) As good as Mookie is, I think Trout is is more dynamic and his skill set might age slightly better. There's definitely not a wrong answer either way. Who are you taking? I'd probably take Trout. You would? Yeah. But, um, uh, let's see. Trout is still on an exclusive Hall of Fame trajectory with elite athleticism himself, the AL exec said. Baseball is a team game with individual performance. The Dodgers' excellence has magnified bets of electricity and all-around skills, while Trout is relegated to watching his beloved Eagles due to the Angels' inferior <laughs> roster. <laughs> Trout is still the king of the jungle. I'm surprised he didn't take Trout because he's also an Eagles fan, just like you. That's true, but I got, I got to take my boy Mookie. I'm putting a poll on a Twitter right now. Who are you taking? We will... If we remember, we'll update you next week on, yes. this, on our special Halloween edition of Take the Lead. Hold on. Special Halloween edition. I don't know what's going to be special about it. All I know is I got I an can outfit say, planned. I can save it for next week. Never mind. What? I was going to play a theme, but I can oh, save it for save next it for week. Next yeah. Week. It makes sense, right? Halloween's next Saturday. Yeah. Want to know what another executive said? What? I would order both the beer and the tacos. They're different, but equally delicious. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, no disrespect to Trump, but I just, ah, man. <laughs> so I just thought it was funny. I mean, and one AL executive said both players are bargains. Mike Trout's career stats, um, I've already been in the league for 10 years. Yeah, and Ben Betts is one year younger than him. So he has 302 career home runs, 798 runs batted in. Yep. Um, 1,380 career hits. Uh, where's his average? I don't know. You tell me. Well, 304. That's solid. Anything above 300 for a career is good. Now let's check out our boy Mookie. I'm going to say 299 average. Just because. All right, Mookie has 155 career home runs. Um, his his, uh, his run batted in obviously because Trout's been 509 runs batted in. Yeah. Uh, his average is 299. Why is this all over the place? <laughs> Wh- whatever his damn. <laughs> a batting average, 301, so they're the uh, same. Close. 0.03 up. 0.03. I'm still taking Mookie. I'll chill with the cord. <laughs> On. Speak. Speak. 
No, I'm still taking Mookie. I know. I was just making sure your audio was still good because you're. You uh, oh your wow! It says uh, MVP. Uh, all right. Yeah. Never mind. All right. Well, we're going we're going from two greats to a potential future superstar. Ready for this? Rays rookie Randy Arozarin. Arozarena. I'm not even trying. I don't know what I'm watching. A R Arozarena. That that sounds about right. Arozarena. Ties MLB postseason home run record and breaks Derek Jeter's mark in the process. I still think uh, Dodgers are winning the series. I think so too, but but that's impressive though. Yeah, um, it was Araz Arena's eighth home run of the 2020 postseason, and that ties Nelson Cruz in 2011, Carlos Beltran in 2004, and Barry Bonds in 2002 for the record. Roads. A Rose Arena reaches the mark in 17 games, and Bonds and Cruz each played in 17 postseason games in their record-setting campaigns. Beltron, however, needed just 12 games in 2004 to get eight home runs. But wait, that's not all. A Rose Arena's Game 3 home run was also his 23rd hit of the 2020 postseason, and that sets the record for the most hits in a single, in a single postseason by a rookie. Yeah. This dude's good. Coming into game three, a Rosarina was tied with Derek Jeter in 1996 with 22 hits in a single postseason. Jeter played in 15 games that postseason. On top of that, a Rosarina now has 52 total bases, which is a new record for a single postseason, and he'll have at least two more games to add to these historic yeah. tallies. That's impressive. In related matters, a Rosarina is now batting. 354, 425, 800 during the 2020 playoffs. And given how inconsistent the remainder of the Rays' offense has been in October, it's no exaggeration to say they likely would have already been eliminated without his contributions. Oh, yeah. Not bad for a rookie, eh? <laughs> Not I, bad I at all. I just said it as they did because <laughs> of the A part. So, future superstar, maybe? I think so. Put numbers like that. For rookie postseason? Yeah. Unless you're just one-hit wonder. Now... We just talked about some history. Let's talk about some more, shall we? Yes. Dodgers Walker Bueller makes historic or makes history with Bueller. ten strikeout outing in first race in game three. That's the beast performance. What? Have you seen his pants how tight they are? Yeah. <laughs> you can see his fart bubble. <laughs> uh Bueller twenty six allowed one run on three hits while holding the race hitless for the first four innings and a walk over six innings of work. He struck out 10 batters along the way, making him the youngest pitcher to have double-digit punch-outs in a World Series game since Josh Beckett did it in two and did it as a 23-year-old in 2003. <laughs> According to MLB.com Sarah Langs, Beckett as at the time was a member of the Marlins. Yep. Bueller also became the first pitcher in World Series history to strike out 10 or more in 6 innings or fewer. It's a beast performance. Pretty solid. So, yeah, even just some more history. Bueller entered Game 3 having made four starts this postseason. In those outings, he has accumulated a 1.89 ERA and an OPS against of .619. Bueller has now pitched six innings in consecutive starts, notable given that blister issues had limited him earlier in the playoffs. Dodgers lead 2-1, and like you said earlier, you still have the Dodgers win. Yep. I do as well. I just uh, I just think they're I mean, don't get me wrong, Tampa is obviously good enough to get to the World Series, but I just think Dodgers are slightly better. Well yeah. Mookie Betts and um Cody Ballinger. No, um why isn't I'm blanking on his name, the ace. Oh, uh Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw and Mookie Betts contract is like Ten million dollars higher than the entire Rays team, or ten million dollars less yep. than the <laughs> entire Rays team, or something like that. <laughs> crazy, <laughs> just the two of them <laughs> compared to the whole team. That's some. That's that's crazy. <laughs> it's literally crazy. Um, you have any baseball? Yes, uh, David Price says he's at peace with the decision to opt out as uh, the Dodgers make the World Series. I'm definitely missing it, but I'm. At peace with my decision, my decision, Price said, uh, according to USA Today's Bob Nightingale, what I uh, what I miss the most is in the competition, being in the clubhouse, being with in the dugout, picking someone up after a rough game or week, having them come over to my room 
and forgetting baseball. Now, it makes me wonder. If the Dodgers win the World Series, which I think they will, yep. I want since he did not play a single game for the Dodgers, does he get a ring? Uh, yes. You he does. Yes. I thought you have to play. A, uh, I thought in sports you got to play a couple of games to get a ring. Well, when we get to football, I have a story that could. Actually, no. When we get to basketball, I have a story that could probably. Change your mind on who gets rings. And I just I, I, that's a question I want to know. I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he will, but um, yeah, just the way he left, him. just the way he left Boston, the stuff he did in Boston, I, I lost respect for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why he wouldn't get a ring though. I will must say his run in 2018 with the Red Sox in the postseason was impressive. Yeah. Do you um have any more? Yes. All right, let's hear it. MLB Commissioner Ron Manfred wants to keep expanding playoffs. Extra innings rules beyond 2020 season. Um, I like the idea of coming. I like the idea of I'm choosing my words carefully here. An extended playoff format, Manfred said. I don't think we would do eight, uh, 16 like we did this year. I think we'd have to uh, be... What the hell is that word? I think we'd have to be... Con- I'm going to botch this word wicked bad, but I'm not going to try it. What word? I'll try it. I'm dyslexic. Cognizant? Cognizant of making sure uh, that we preserve the importance of our regular season. But I think beyond uh, the 10, uh, that we, the 10 that we were at would be a good change. Um, last season, MLB, uh, last offseason, word got out that the MLB was uh, pushing for 14-team postseason in which the uh, number one seed in each league would get a bye in the LDS round. And yeah, the six teams would play a best of three wild card series. The highest seeds would uh, be able to pick their wild uh, wild card opponents. Um, do you think MLB is going to keep that? Give me extra a uh, couple teams making the playoffs. I think so. It's going to get them more money. Exactly. And that's what most um, <laughs> sports they want. That's what they want. And speaking of reasons for money, I have another story in when we get to basketball of something like that. All right. So if you have it, if you don't have any more baseball, we can nope. jump into that. That's it. All right. We'll go to the ring thing first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Former Bulls security guard six championship rings sell for two hundred fifty-five thousand dollars or two hundred fifty-five thousand eight hundred forty dollars at auction. Security guy got a ring. A security guard six championship rings from the Bulls' <coughs> 1990s dynasty sold at auction for the price I just said. They belonged to former Bulls security guard John Capps, who worked for the organization for 52 years. His close rea- relationship with Jordan was featured in The Last Dance on ESPN. Uh, the rings were part of Huggins and Scott auction and were up for auction individually starting at $5,000. Um, the six rings sold as follows. So I want you to guess how much each one sold for. Just keep in mind, you can't go over $255,000. So I can't go over $255,000, right? Total for all six. So combined, they can't go over $255,000. All right. So 1991. I'm going to say that one over. I went 50000 Uh, That one sold for 39840 All right. 1992. 40. 47970 <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> 93. I'm going to go with... I'm just going to say this one, you're going to be the most strong. I can just already tell. 65,000. 24,600. 97. 25,000. 49,200. And 98. This is probably the most expensive one because this is the last one. 60,000. 49,200. Well, fuck that. <laughs> I almost just whispered, say the same thing. Um, no, I went over six. <laughs> <laughs> You're like at least, oh, you were over $5,000 off for all of them. Jeez. Um, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you could have guessed. No. But <laughs> I just wanted to try. It was fun. Uh, Caps died in 2018 at the age of 88. His estate decided to auction the memorabilia off because they had little sentimental value to his heirs. 
So uh, USA Today Sports reported when the auction went live, and the profits reportedly will reportedly be dispersed between the 11 heirs. I wish I had that kind of money. Be able to spend on a championship ring. Yeah. Have, have a real one instead of a replica one? I think that'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Save up for it. Instead of buying a house, just buy a Eagles championship ring, <laughs> like from Carson Wentz or something. Then I could lie and say I was on the. Uh, I worked for the team. What did you do? <laughs> Security na- guard. People's names are on the rings. No, just I'll get one with my name on it. I'll get a custom one. Oh, custom one. So um. I can lie and say he's my cousin. <laughs> so uh. Hear about when the NBA is starting, the next December season. December twenty second. Hopefully. Yep. And now, why did the NBA swing toward Christmas start? Because it's Christmas and money. Oh yeah, told you it was gonna relate. Uh, just a few weeks. Uh, I don't want that one. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, just a few weeks ago, at the start of the NBA finals, NBA Commissioner Sil- Adam Silver said the earliest we would start at this point is Christmas, but it may come and go. Martin Luther King Day, January eighteenth, was the target date. Many front offices were targeting. That shifted quickly, and on Friday, the NBA owners settled on a proposed start date of December twenty second to start a seventy two game season. One that would end early enough for players to take part in the Tokyo Olympics next July. That still has to be negotiated and approved by the NBPA, and having the NBA rolling by Christmas, even without fans in the building in a lot of cities, has momentum and appears well on its way to becoming reality. Why the change? Money. It's always about the money. Starting on December 22nd and running the next season that way will bring another $500 million in next season, the owners were told. Um, half a billion. Would half a billion change your mind of when you'd start the season by a month? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think it's. I think starting the season December is really kind of close because look what's happened in the NFL. All the, I mean, I know injuries happen all the time, but in the NFL, I think this is the most injuries I've, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Now in the NBA, this has happened. I mean, it happened. In, let's say LeBron James. Fuck him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Let's say laughs> I'm kidding. I don't want LeBron to get hurt. Just wanted to clear. Because the season ended in, what, October, just a few weeks ago? Yep. And then get <coughs> basically one month off. Yep. Then well, let's say first game he tears his Achilles. So they just For December 22nd, they just have to do so much in two months. Yeah. Draft, off offseason. Um, free agency. Free agency. Um, any sort of, quote-unquote, summer league. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, it's going to be insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think... I don't. I, it's not gonna happen in December. I think it's gonna either happen in January, or February. Yeah, it seems likely. Because then they said that the season's going to end right before the Summer Olympics. Then you're gonna have players who possibly could be in the NBA Finals and say, "You know what? I'm gonna go play for America, baby." Mm-hmm. What if they get hurt there? Well, the finals would be over by then. I thought it's gonna uh, get end right around. It would end right before the finals. Right, would before. right before finals would end normal time in June, and then the Olympics in July. I could see it happening, but I'm just, I, don't know, I would rather start the season like in January. That's even if the Olympics happen. That's true. COVID. <laughs> Mic drop. I don't want to actually. That's true. Um, um, Jinx. <laughs> go ahead. Pacers have interest in uh, trading for Celtics Gordon Haywood. Who? Gordon Haywood. I'm trying to say it like a Bostonian. Oh, okay. Haywood. Haywood. I wasn't sure if that was intentional or not. I was about to say. How does a Bostonian say it? How would they, they'd probably say Gordon Haywood, right? Park the car and have the yard. With Gordon, Gordon Haywood. 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 That sounds like we're from New York. Gordon Haywood. <laughs> from New York. No, yo, I'm from freaking New York. Yo, you want me to get called Tony? I'm going to call Tony freaking walking here. I don't know how to say any other name in a New York accent other than Tony. I'm a freaking Will doing the freaking podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, something to keep an uh, eye on once we find out uh, when NBA teams can start making trades. Some within the Pacers organization continue to have interest in trading for uh, Celtics Gordon Hayward. It's unknown what the Celtics would want in return um, for Hayward, but it's if uh, or if the club is even opening to moving him. Hayward, who uh, started at Butler, can become a free agent by opting out the final year of his deal, uh, worth roughly $34 million. I think the Celtics could get back um, Miles Turner or even um, the hell's his name, Victor Oladipo, because I know Victor Oladipo wants to be traded. You know what? If the Celtics do trade Gordon Hayward, I would be so happy to get Victor Oladipo. One why? I love Victor Oladipo. One why? Why? He's a freaking great vocalist. He does have a good voice. 
It's so soothing. If you haven't listened to Victor Oladipo uh, sing, do it. Definitely. Just do it. Nike, just do it. That's all I got. But, um, I mean, I love Gordon Hayward, but... Me too. He was... I remember him when he was in Butler. He was my favorite player. I've, I loved him since college. Yeah, he's always been great. He was he was that one guy I could relate to because he's white. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, just I don't know. It's just something about him. I he just, was different. And I was so happy when he came here, but that injury. I think that injury really set him back a lot. Oh, 100 percent. Wasn't it Gordon Hayward who grew like a foot and a half in like a year and a half or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Making sure think of the right person. I really hope the sellers don't trade him, but if we I can get too. if we can get um all depot, then I'll definitely take it. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> this is so funny. I sent it Willis the other day. Lakers bench called uh Duncan Robinson Jimmy Neutron during NBA yeah. finals. Yeah, I don't I didn't see it though, to be honest. NBA games are taking place. Um you can get a lot of comedy out of just searching one of the players that is playing in the game. And then the phrase looks like, and then you just hit enter in the search and it's just high comedy. And I got to say, Duncan, this year in the finals, you shattered a record for like the most tweets I saw. So I pulled some tweets. All right. Now, I thought it was just going to be a quick clip, but obviously it's not a three minute clip, which I'm not going to play. I'm OK with it. Robin said that's my only problem was uh, with that is I get Jimmy Neutron as well. I can't get both. Uh, like, that doesn't even make sense. How can I be two characters from the same show? <laughs> you must be calling him, um, yeah, Shane. They're calling him Shane and Jimmy Neutron. That is funny. That is funny. He's a, he's a combo of the two. Uh, Holy crap, he does look like Shane. He yeah. looks like Shane more than Jimmy Neutron. Shane. Is Shane. it a Shane? <laughs> oh, yeah, he does look more like Shane. I love Jimmy Neutron. That was a good show. Um,. Did you hear who's joining Steve Nash's coaching staff? Marty Steinmeier. I already have trouble saying his name. Marty Steinmeier. Stoudemire. Stoudemire. That's that stun scene was stacked when they had uh, him and Steve Nash. Yeah, and now they are they're going to be coaching Kyrie and KD. Oh boy, that's going to be something. It's a lot of talent there, but we'll see if they perform. New York doesn't have a good history of performing with good with Stoudemire. No. Um, <laughs> he was on the friggin' Knicks, and that was yeah, was that was bad. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna pull something up. Yeah, but I don't know, it's just something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool to see them reunited. I mean, it's Steve Nash, Sean Marion. He was okay. Mario Stoudemire. Um, the 2017 was bad. I'm surprised the 2017 really didn't do much. Yeah, you had you know Grant Hill, uh, Sean Marion, uh, Steve Nash, Shaq, uh, Mari. Uh, well, those Suns teams, one of those teams that uh, really should have won a couple championships, but they ran a team like they ran a team teams like the Spurs, the Lakers, um, the Nuggets. Yeah. Have any more basketball? Tim Donahue was set to officially in wrestling promotion. Wrestling promotion? Yep. Ooh, fancy. I like it. Um, like supposed it, like to like be uh, set to referee as uh, Major Wrestling, which I never never heard of what company that is. Ma- wait, what is it? Uh, Major. Major League Wrestling? Yeah, never. MLW? Re- yeah, I never heard of MLW. it. Uh, pro wrestling entertainment, and I always joked the NBA was a form of entertainment, and I uh, compared a little bit of pro wrestling behind the scenes, Don, he said. When I was growing up, I always enjoyed pro wrestling. Guys like Hulk Hogan, brother, <laughs> and Ivan Pasusik. Don't know who that is. Let me see. Oh, yep. Putski. Um, I thought it'd be Putsky. fun to get involved and see where it goes. That should be fun. It should be fun. I'm going to have to tune into MLW again. Been a while. It's well, I see, uh, Mr. Cheater. Yep. Um, but more basketball. I don't know. That's it. All right, on to football. So, John, we're gonna talk about your Eagles for a moment. Great. It's not about the Eagles, though. NFL bad bet. 
Eagles gambler loses out on nearly $240,000 due to a missed 29-yard field goal. Yeah, Jake Elliott, you garbage-ass kicker. Ready for this one? Uh, um, the gambler placed a huge $250,000 bet at MGM on Thursday that the Eagles would cover a first-half point spread that had Philly favored by three. If the Eagles could cover, the better would walk away with a nice profit of $238,095.25. I've never bet two hundred fifty thousand dollars on anything in my life, so I can't fully describe the roller coaster of emotions that the this better went through at the end of the first half. But I'm guessing things got kind of crazy for him in the final minute. With fifty seven seconds left to go until halftime, the Giants were trailing ten to ten, not ten to seven, but they had the ball. If they kneeled, the better would get a push, meaning he would get his original bet back. Meaning he would get it or I just read the same line, but he wouldn't win any money. The Giants decided they wanted to try to score, which would have been bad news for the better because if New York scored any points, he would be out 250k. That's a lot of fucking money. And the Giants drove down the field, and Deion Lewis lost a fumble, and the Eagles recovered. At that point, all the better needed was a field goal from the Eagles to earn his 238,095.25 payday. In a span of three plays, the Eagles drove from the Giants' 42-yard line to their 11, which set Philly up for a 29-yard field goal attempt. Imagine watching a 29-yard field goal knowing you that you win 238000 if the kicker makes it. Kickers never miss from that close. The money is as good as yours. Unfortunately for our better, Eagles kicker Jake Elliott could not put the ball through the uprights. <laughs> He's been inconsistent this year. Dude, 29 yards? At least he can be thankful that he didn't lose his $250,000. That's true. He can be thankful for that. Could you imagine... Losing two hundred fifty thousand dollars, no, on top of what their profit would have been. I don't want to, because that won't be good. That'd be like, it's like, oh, this money's as good as mine, right? And then your net worth swinging five hundred k in the other direction. Yeah, that like, won't be good. Like that. That I won't can't be snap, good. But that's the best I could do. Neither can I. <laughs> um. Yeah. So note to Seth: self, never bet two hundred fifty thousand no, dollars on anything. Never. Um. Here's a here's something for you too. Tua Tagovailoa set to give the NFL something it hasn't seen at quarterback in nearly five years. Do you have any guesses of what it is? I'll give you a hint. It's, it's simple. His height? Nope. I'll give you a hint. It does have something to do with his body, technically. I don't know. A left-handed quarterback. What? Yeah. So when Tua Tagovailoa makes the first start of his career next week, he's going to be giving the NFL something that I haven't seen in five years. Yep. A left-handed quarterback. For whatever reason, southpaw quarterbacks have basically gone extinct in the NFL. When Tua took the field during the Dolphins' 24 nothing blow over the Jets in 2016, he became the first left-handed quarterback in nearly five years to throw a pass in a regular season game. Wow, so every quarterback in the NFL right now is basically right-handed. Except for Tua Tagovailoa. That is crazy. I didn't even notice that. Ready for this one? Yeah. Uh, before Tua, the last lefty to complete a pass in the NFL was... Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Kellen Moore. Do you, have, do you know what team he played for? I don't know who the hell that is. The former Cowboys quarterback, who now serves mm -hmm. as the team's offensive coordinator, started a total of two games in his career, with his final appearance coming week 17 of 2015. In that game, the lefty went out with a splash, throwing for 435 yards and three touchdowns in a 34-23 to 23 loss. Is this who they played? It does not say who they played. But if you want to quickly look up while I keep reading who the Cowboys played in week 17 of 2015. So I'll give this one. Um, however, Moore wasn't a rookie during his start, but he had been in the NFL since 2012. If you look at just rookies, Tua will be the first lefty to get a start during his first year since... Colin Kaepernick. Kellen Moore. Tim Tebow in 2010. I haven't heard of that name in ages. The list of lefties who started at least one game during the rookie year isn't a list that's going to comfort the Dolphins. When Tua makes his first start, he'll be joining... <laughs> I'm going to go... <laughs> Let me know if you've heard of these people, okay? Tim Tebow. Well, yeah. Michael Vick. 
Yep. Mac Lanart? No. Nope. Matt Lanart. I think so. I don't know. It sounds to be familiar. Yeah. Chris Sims. I don't know. Dave Ragoni. Nope. And Brock Horde. <laughs> nope. As lefties who started during their rookie year. Uh, over the past decade, left-handed quarterbacks have been few and far between. If you want to stump some of your friends with some trivia this weekend, you can ask them who has the third most starts of any left-handed quarterback over the past 10 years. And the QB with the most... Who's that? Uh, Michael Vick? It can't be Michael Vick because he's not in the league anymore. It is Michael Vick. Ah, yeah, it's over bitches. the past 10 years. All right, so Michael Vick. And who's second? Tim Tebow. <laughs> yep. And third on the list... I'll give you a hint. It ha- it's a name that hasn't been mentioned yet. Since so the last 10 years. Yeah. The third for mo- third most starts of any left-handed quarterback. I have no idea. Do you want a hint? Yeah. He played for the Chiefs in 2011. Chiefs 2011. He started 4 games. I have no idea. Tyler Palco. <laughs> Who the freak is that? It's Tyler Palco. That's Never who heard it is. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> Me neither. But that's who it is. So if you want to stump somebody, ask them who is the who started the third most games of any left-handed quarterback in the past decade. They won't get it's it. Tyler Palco. They won't get it. But um, 2015, week 17, they played the Redskins. So that's why he threw 400 plus yards. I could throw 400. But they lost. <laughs> I could throw 400 plus yards against the Redskins. Probably who? not. Against. Oh, Sorry, Washington <laughs> football team. Well, technically you're right there with the Redskins now. I just wanted to make a joke pretending they didn't exist. I didn't mean to say that. Sorry. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, Tua also made some history back in April when he was drafted. After the Dolphins made him the fifth overall pick, he became the first left-handed QB to get selected since 2010 when two lefties were taken. I'm not going to try because I know I'm going to be wrong. Well, you already said one of them. So Tim Tebow. Yep. And want to take on this? Want to take a guess on who the other one was? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you two hints. He was drafted by the Saints with pick 239. I have no idea. Uh, here's another hint. This guy was also the last lefty to get drafted before Miami drafted Tua. I have no idea. Sean Canfield. Never heard of him. Me neither. But yeah, there you go. Fun facts for you. Never heard of him. And we'll go from lefties to crazies. Antonio Brown signs with the Buccaneers. One year deal. Who saw this coming? One year deal. Is the money determined? No, I didn't see, but... um. Their passing game is looking crazy. Mike Evans and Tony Brown, Chris Godwin, and Rob, Rob Gronkowski. Krowski and, and who's Tom Brady? To Tom Brady. And who's their running back? Rob, oh, what the Ron, Ronald Jones, I think that's his name is. And then Leonard Fournette. Yeah. And a washed up LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Who's going to stop? Who, what team has enough parts on defense to stop all these people? Let me think. Oh, I, I I know. I can tell you. Nobody. <laughs> I got one team. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is there... Yeah, no way. No team stopping him. Seahawks, maybe. Uh, of course, Tom Brady was a proponent of signing Brown in Tampa. Or Tampa. How long does he last? Three games. Three games, you think so? Until he starts screaming and crying? No, three or no. Well, that'll happen before. Three games until he's gone. Like three games until he's gone off the team. Yes. Also, Des Bryant's back in the league too. Yeah, I saw that. He's going to be on the Ravens special teams. I like it. I picked him up in fantasy, then dropped him real quick. I said, "Yeah, I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not <laughs> picking his ass up." You should pick up Antonio Brown. I did. Oh, you did. You right away. Right when I saw that he's coming back to the league, I snagged him right away. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not gonna last long. Well. Make do with it. Well, you can. It's going to Tony Brown. Give me the ball, Tom. Give me the ball. He no reportedly, more friends. Uh, he reportedly signed for just over the minimum. 
I don't know what the minimum is. Me either. Um, yeah, so it should be interesting. Tony Brown's back in the league. Hopefully he throws no freaking stuff at movers again or acts like a little wine bag. Yeah, it's funny how Bruce Arian says he wasn't going to sign him. And then he signs him. Yeah. Probably Brady. Sign him right now. I'm going to go back to New England. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Tom Brady has a billion weapons in Tampa. Yep. Um, speaking of weapons, let's talk about some invisible ones, shall we? John Cena. Uh, the 2020 NFC East in one moment. Daniel Jones had a wide open TD. That's not tar- uh, next subject. Face. Next subject. <laughs> what? We're talking about the Giants. No, it was against the Eagles. Next subject. You don't want to talk about the Eagles win? Or the opponent doing something terrible? Yeah, I wanted to punch the wall. I'm like, why are you letting this dude run freaking 80 yards? Do you want to also hear a fun fact? Yes. Um, hold on, I want to see if... Fastest white boy in America? No. Shouldn't um, have said that. <laughs> this isn't what I was going to say, but this is funny. I want to hear the longest QB runs of the last 25 years. Yes. And how it resulted. Um, Terrell Pryor, 93 yards, touchdown. Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick 90 yards, touchdown. Marcus Mariota, 87 yards, touchdown. Cordell Stewart, 80 yards, touchdown. Daniel Jones, 80 yards, invisible assassin. <laughs> Uh, Steve Bono, 76 yards touchdown. And Robert Griffin III, 76 yards touchdown. All touchdowns except one. So, ready? Here's here's a fun fact for you. Daniel Jones is clocked as the fastest quarterback in the NFL. It wasn't 21 miles an hour. Whatever it was, it was the fastest recorded run by a quarterback. So, suck on that, Lamar. He wasn't getting chucked over by that. Someone running 20, 21 miles an hour. That's going to hurt. He was running too fast. That's why he tripped. That's going to hurt. His legs couldn't keep up with his speed. No. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you want to hear some um, people who took some stabs at him? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I can't even say anything because I would never be able to run that far either. <laughs> uh, DK Metcalf. Daniel, pick your feet up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are the only two in the article. But that was funny. <laughs> I, I like the uh, how Mahomes. Like, I wouldn't have made it that far either. Neither would I. You don't think you can run 80 yards? No, by the time, I get, by the time, by the time I get to 30, I'm going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one more football, and then you can read off yours. Yeah. I kind of take control with mine. I'm sorry for that. No, it's all right. Oh, come on. Load. Refresh. New Buccaneers, li- Buccaneers lineman Steve McLendon says he played for Jets after learning he'd been traded. So he played. So wait. So he played for the Bucks, and you put me playing for the Jets. No, he was on the Jets. And he got traded. He was learned he was traded to the Bucks, and then he still played for the Jets after he learned he was traded. <laughs> Maybe want to go with the go with the bang. Uh, it's almost never the case that an NFL player suits up for a team if there's a chance he could be traded elsewhere, let alone if he's already been dealt. But that was not the case for Steve McLendon, acquired by the Buccaneers from the Jets as part of a swap of draft picks this week. Uh, the veteran defensive lineman is preparing to make his Bucks debut on Sunday. But McLendon told reporters Friday that he was actually informed of the trade before his last game with the Jets and still went on to play the entire contest. That's pretty cool, though. The 34-year-old McLendon, who has been re- reunited former Jets coach Todd Boyles in Tampa, was apparently told before the Jets' Sunday game, the Miami Dolphins, that a car would be waiting for him after the fact, presumably to take him to the airport for a trip to the Buccaneers' facility. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily unusual, except for the fact that McClendon was not only active for the Jets-Dolphins game, but played 43% of the team's defensive snaps, <laughs> logging four tackles and obviously putting himself at risk in- of injury two yes. days before his trade to Tampa was officially announced. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's happy because now he's going to a team that's probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah, ready for this one? Yep. How does something like this happen? Want to take a guess? Because it's the Jets. There are only two plausible explanations. Either McClendon got his timeline really mixed up, or at least one side of this trade failed to practice common sense. Even if McClendon was simply informed he was likely to be traded after the game, 
and the deal is yet to be finalized. It stands to reason the Jets would want to preserve their assets' health in order to keep talks alive, or that the Buccaneers would unofficially require McClendon sit out for the same reason. It's possible neither side valued McClendon so much that they demanded he not risk any injury prior to the move. He was part of a trade of two late-round draft picks, after all, but still makes for some rare and, frankly, inexplainable Mm -hmm. roster management. It's the Jets. Come on. And the Bucks, who signed Antonio Brown. (laughs) And now they got McClendon. All-star lineup right there. Uh, Speaking about the Bucks, Tom Brady explains why he didn't shake Nick Foles' hand in Week 5. Because he's still upset. Um, Let's hear it. He's... uh, just talking about the handshake, obviously. I don't even think about that Brady said. I think Nick Foles is a hell of a court, uh, hell of a player and a Super Bowl champ. I don't know one uh, reason or another why I wouldn't do that. Sometimes I'd run off the field. Sometimes I haven't. Uh, sometimes if I have a personal relationship like I had with Drew Brees and Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers over the years, I don't know. I what? don't. You're talking about personal relationships. Yeah, he's had a personal relationship with Justin Herbert over the years. Isn't he a rookie? <laughs> Maybe you should babysit him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's anything particular, but that I've got side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got great uh, uh, respect for Nick Foles, and I think he's a hell of a player, and they're off to a great start. No, Nick. No, Tom. You're mad that you clapped your ass in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. And you clapped your ass again. You're, again. You're owing two versus a backup quarterback. Man, shut those six Super Bowls up, yo, bum boy. Big dick dick. Let's keep going because I'm out of football until the pick. Fucking Tom Brady. Eagles tried to trade Zach Ertz. Did they? Before injury, but still shopping Alshon Jeffrey, which I hope they trade Alshon Jeffrey for the love of God because that man, I remember the last time he even played a game. Uh, I have no Probably idea. Probably like freaking 400 years ago. Eh, maybe, maybe 350. Give uh, some credit. I don't want them to trade Zach Ertz, but you know what? Uh, they're going to have to because they're way over the salary cap. And uh, he's going to want a lot of money. He's a hell of a tight end, but this year he's been struggling. Uh, average in a career low, 7.4 yards per catch, which is one touchdown in six games. Dang. He was on pace for just 475 receiving yards, which have, would have been his lowest since his rookie season That's in 2013. Low. 475 is pretty low. Yeah. Uh, I just I, I just don't want him to trade Zach Ertz. I really don't. Um, yeah. Jeffrey has a cap number of wow eighteen million in uh, in twenty twenty one in his final year of his contract, but the Eagles can save seven million uh, by releasing him. Zach Ertz has a cap of Jesus twelve million in twenty twenty one, the final year of his contract. Yeah. He's been seeking the same contract for George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. Yikes! But Kittle deserves it, so. I I mean I wouldn't. Uh, if I'm the Eagles, I'm not giving Zach Ertz a contract. He's 30 years old. Maybe a couple of years. Two. Yeah, he's falling. He's definitely having more seed in his career, but. Yeah. That's a lot of money that the Eagles are just you know holding on to right now. Oh yeah. Just holding on for dear life. I already had that. I already said it with uh, uh Des Bryant. Yep. Um. Cowboys players reportedly say coaching staff is totally unprepared. I believe it. I do. I mean, they don't teach the uh, unnamed player. They don't teach the unnamed player told um, a reporter. They don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly. Um, They also added they're not good at the jobs, which, I mean, (laughs) Cowboys are – I mean, I got no room to talk. My team's 2-4-1, but the Cowboys are just terrible. (laughs) 2-4. No, I said the Eagles are 2-4. I said my team's 2-4. I know, but the Cowboys are 2-4. and four. Yeah. Not much of a difference. You just, you just tied the Bengals. Hey, let's not bring that, <laughs> let's not bring that up again, okay? <laughs> I'm going to bring it up every time you mention the record. Just keep that in mind. I quit. Do you guys like how I bully them? <laughs> how do you tie the Bengals? The Bengals of all teams. Uh, the Patriots uh, lost to the Broncos, and the Broncos didn't even score a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, I would have been fine if they tied the Patriots or if they tied a good team like the 49ers, but you tie the freaking Bengals. <laughs> it's been weeks. I'm still – I lay in bed at night, and I'm like – just cry about it. You tie the Bengals. Some deep tears. I'll drive home, turn the radio off. They tied the Bengals. 
Unreal. Oh, man. But um, that's what I got. But I think it's now time for the, for the weekly, weekly picks. picks. Dun, dun. Yo, that was in sync. I love it. Uh, okay. Week seven. I can't believe the season's already in week seven. Yeah. Week six results. John went 10 and four. I went nine and five. John's overall record after six weeks is 64 and 27, and I am 61 and 30. I went two games this week. You know We're what that both means. over 667 still. We're both over two thirds. If I win two games this week, you know what that means? Sixty-nine, baby. What? I have sixty-seven wins. So if I only get two wins this week, I have four. Oh, they said sixty-seven. I have twenty-seven losses. That's where the seven is. So you need five wins. So make make some bad picks, John. No way. I I need eight to get there, so I have a better chance of landing on it. I do want that sixty-nine, baby. (laughs) PG, PG, John, PG. You know what? Next week, I'll just say you your your wins are sixty-nine plus whatever over you are. All right. Got to remind me, though. Okay, so we both picked the Eagles. So that wasn't counted in the w- after week six total. So technically, John only needs four more right. So, John, Panthers, Saints. Drew Brees does not have Michael Thomas once again. Oh, it's officially he's out. Yep, or Mile, uh, I almost said Miles Sanders or um, Emmanuel Sanders. That's going to be a tough game. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, he doesn't have his weapons, but he does have Alvin Kamara, and the um, Panthers' run defense is terrible. So I'm going with the Saints. Saints. You know what? For the reasons you listed, I'm going to go with Panthers. Thank G- you. Got to change it up a little bit. You're welcome. Why'd you say thank you? <laughs> I don't know. I felt like it. <laughs> uh, that's, this one should be easy. Should I just mark you down for the Jets? Who are they playing? The Bills. You know what to do. Jets. Got it. <laughs> J John for Jets. J as in John and for Jets. Not just kidding. I'll put you down for the Bills. I'm going with the Bills as well. Wanna why? Because Jets suck. Because it's my name. Oh, that's right. And they're tanking for Kay. and the Jets are tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Uh uh here. Browns Bengals. Should I give you the Bengals? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going Browns. Yeah, me too. They better not do me dirty like they did last week. Oh, here you go, John. NFC East battle. Cowboys. Football team. This game shouldn't even be being played. You want to hear my pick? What? Football team. You want football team? I'm going football team. Want to know why? Why? I want to see the Eagles in first place at 2-4-1. and one. Me too. And then the football team will be in second place at 2-5. and five. Um, The Cowboys will be in third place at 2-5. and five. And the Giants would be last at one and six. I'm gonna go with the. I want to go with the Cowboys, but I gotta be different. I'll go with the Cowboys. You don't have to be different. I thought that was gonna be my risky pick that I was telling you about it before we started. It's a good pick. <laughs> you <I'm> think? <laughs> I like it. Packers Texans. Oh boy, Texans are yeesh this year. Yeah. Um, and then it's pretty obvious who I'm going with. Packers. Yep. I'm going the same as well. And while I write this down, Lions, Falcons. Falcons did good last week. They finally won a game. After damn time. After After uh, having two games with over a 99.5% chance of winning, blowing it, they finally picked up a dub. (laughs) Um, This is tough. I'm going with the Falcons getting their second win this season. I'm going with the Falcons as well. Uh, Steelers, Titans. Ooh, battle of undefeated. Derrick Henry. Um, You know what? Want to make this interesting? Yes. Um, I'm going to get a coin. Hold on. All right. I am. Sam speaking. Uh, Derrick Henry's uh, 588 rushing yards on their uh, leads all rushers once again. Uh, the Steelers' run defense is second best in the NFL, allowing 66 uh, yards per game. I want ready for how this is going to be interesting. Yes. You want to pick different teams? Sure. So, so this is how we're going to decide who picks first. All right. I got a coin. Is devil sided? All right. I'll show you. Hold on. Ta- make sure it's not make cheating. Sure this is tails. Okay. Heads. All right. <laughs> no sneaky shit here, boy. Well, I was going to have you call it in the air, right. so it didn't matter. You know, all right. So when it's in the air, yep. call it. 
and whoever wins gets the gets a pick first, and then the other person gets the other team. We'll shake on it. Yep. On video now. Okay. It's officially shaking on. Tails. I'm going tails, even though it's not All in the right. air yet. But tails never I'll just fails. Just say when it's in the air. Yep. Tails. Tails. Tails never fails. Heads. You fucking cheated. <laughs> Wow, you <laughs> literally saw me. It's That's on video. Dude. Tails, tails, tails. You're not in there yet. Tails, tails. <laughs> I gave you plenty of chances to change your mind. Heads. I'm going Titans. You are her. I'll go Steelers. Obviously, I have to. <laughs> this is the bet of the week. And by bet, we just mean it's just had no choice of who to pick. Yeah. Like that. Uh, that's how my dad and I were when he comes over for pay-per-views. That's how we do our predictions now. Uh, we pick the first one, and then whoever loses has to pick the next one. If they get fir- whoever loses that one, they get first pick in the next. Oh, match, that's cool! And then the other person has to take the other person. All right, I like that. That's how we've been doing it for the pay per views. Who's always winning? You? Uh, he won the first time. I won the second time. Is he coming over tomorrow? He might. We haven't t- met. met I've, I need. A confirm he said he'd come over for the next one which would be tomorrow night but i just gotta double check um bucks raiders this was supposed to be the uh, eight o'clock game yep it got changed <sighs> bucks yep i'm going bucks as well and while i write this down chiefs broncos i'm gonna go chiefs because yeah chiefs couldn't even score a touchdown against the patriots chiefs Jaguars, Chargers. Mm. Chargers. Chargers. I'm going Chargers as well because the Jaguars effed me over last week. So we're not doing that again. Ooh, ready for this one? Actually, this one's probably not going to be as difficult as it probably. 49ers, Patriots. I'm betting against my team. You are? Yeah, because... How can I support my team when I don't even have their helmet? That's true. No, plus, I just think. The Patriots, they just didn't look so hot last week. No, they didn't. So, I think the 49ers are just going to take advantage of the downward momentum yeah. from the Pats. Also, But then again, the Pats also had time to practice this week. Yeah. So. Also, the Patriots had turned the ball over seven times in the past two games. Yeah. Um, the 49ers have created uh, six takeaways all season. Um, I'm going with the Patriots. I just Ooh, okay. I think they've had enough time to practice. Uh, 49ers have a bunch of injuries. Um, Seahawks, Cardinals. This is going to be a good game. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this one. I'm going Seahawks. Me too. I got him. I got uh, my boy Will- Russell Wilson on my fantasy team. So are you never going to bet against him? I love Russell Wilson. It's my boy. Oh, Russell Wilson's great. Uh, Bears, Rams. Garbage. I'm going Bears. Oh, 5-1 versus 4-2. and two. Yep. I'm going Bears. I'm going with the Rams. Ooh, okay. I think uh, Aaron Donald's going to eat Nick Foles', Nick Foles his ass. All right, so we him. got one, two, three, four, five that are different again. Again. So I can take the lead. You could keep the lead. We could tie. No, like I didn't tie. I, like I, was th- I was thinking. I was saying that as I was thinking if there was any other possibilities. I'm like, mm, yeah, no, there's not. <laughs> so John. Week seven picks. It's already week seven. Where can they find you? On the web. If you guys want to follow my Instagram, it's John O'Halloran15. If you want to follow my Twitter, it's underbar John, underbar O'Halloran. Will, where can they find you on the interweeb? You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at William Kluski. You can follow the show on both Twitter and Instagram at TTLPod. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred listening platform. Share with your friends and family and coworkers. And we will catch you in the next episode. Bye.